hello everyone and peace be upon you how are you doing how is your day going how is your week going it's saturday it's the last day of the week it's the last day of the month and the last day of the year yeah we have finally finally come to the end of 2022 well almost it's just a few hours just a few more hours but yeah whatever we have come to the end of the year and all i can say is glory be to god glory be to the most high and this will probably be the last episode of 2022 yay thank god for this year this year has been a ride this year was a ride so many things happened so many things i still cannot wrap my head around it's just a lot and i am grateful to god because we are all alive you are alive i am alive and yeah thank god because of today because he's letting us see today and by his grace the next year is going to come with so many opportunities so many blessings and the lord is going to guide us into the year and throughout the year of 2023 if you are a new listener hi how are you doing i hope you stay and do make sure to check out other episodes as well and if you are a returning listener thank you for coming back you are listening to the raise an army podcast In the last two episodes, we discussed the story of the flood, the story of Noah, how Noah and his family were saved, and the life Noah lived. Noah was saved because he was righteous. How the Lord remembered Noah and delivered Noah. Noah and his family and the animals spent a total of 371 days in the ark we also talked about times when it feels like the lord is silent when it feels like everything is going downhill but the lord is just well watching us and not doing anything we also talked about how the lord wants us to to be patient and to trust him i actually just recently learned that before the flood there was no such thing as rain if you haven't heard this before you're probably wondering how the plants grew or basically how they survived without rain well there was a mist that covered the earth the mist um, sort of contributed to a lot of things it was also one of the reasons why people were living really long like it protected the earth 
and helped vegetation grow but after the flood the mist was destroyed we also learned about how noah built an ark to the lord and offered burnt offerings to the lord and how the lord was pleased and made a new covenant with creation with noah his family and with future generations i feel like i've told you literally everything but let's just stick with let's just say it's still a summary please make sure if you have not listened to the previous episodes do make sure to listen to it i hope you like it well i'm sure you like it i hope i guess <laughs> i hope you like the episodes and i also hope you like this episode and i hope you see things in a different perspective We are reading the Bible in chronological order using the Chronological Study Bible. So this episode is centered on Genesis 10 and 11. Two chapters. Chapters 10 and 11. And the two chapters are on the descendants of Noah through his three sons and the Tower of Babel so this is after the global flood the flood that destroyed nearly everything on earth and noah and his family are now the only people in the world every other person is gone the only other living beings are the animals that were with them in the ark now the lord tells them to be fruitful multiply and fill the earth the lord also told adam and eve the same thing this is a new beginning for the human race the lord had wiped out nearly everyone because of the sins of the people on earth now the people and nations of the earth are now listed under noah under the three sons of noah and are placed according to their families lands locations clans lands and nations so now we're going to go through the records of the generations descendants or genealogy of the sons of noah shem ham and japheth i know that most of us don't really read genealogies in the bible because they're just way too long and they're just way too many names but trust me it's important we have to we have to go through everything so here we go the sons of japheth were gomer magog madai javan tubal meshek and tiras the sons of gomer were ashkenaz ripoth and togamar the sons of javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. From these people, the coastland people spread out into their land, everyone according to their own language, group, families, and into their nations. Well, they actually well spoke the same language, but the difference in language will come later on. 
the reference here about the languages the different languages are in anticipation of god's judgment on babel which will lead to the increase and creation of languages the sons of ham were cush mizraim the ancestor of the egyptians put and kenan the sons of cush were seba havila Sapta, Rama, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush was the father of Nimrod. Nimrod became a mighty one on earth. He was the greatest hunter before the Lord. His name became proverbial, and people would say, This man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. Nimrod died in Sistine. 38 BC in the land of Ur, spelt U-R. The centers of his kingdom were Babel or Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalneh in the land of Shinar. The name Nimrod comes from the Hebrew verb Marad, I hope I'm saying that right, meaning rebel. According to Bible archaeologists, Dr. David P. Livingston, Associates for Bible Research. Nimrod, meaning the rebel, may not be the character's name at all. It is more likely a derisive term of a type, a representative of a system that is epitomized in rebellion against the Creator, the one true God. Rebellion began soon after the flood as civilizations were restored. At that time, this person became very prominent. The name of Nimrod is found in Sumerian, Assyrian, Babylonian, Hittite, and Israelite tablets or texts. He was obviously the most popular hero in the ancient Near East. End quote. The city of Akkad was one of the major urban centers in central Mesopotamia. The Sumerian name of the city was Agad. The dynasty of Agad lasted about two centuries and was the first world empire. The city was then destroyed and was not reoccupied. Akkadian texts have been found dating as far back as the 1st century AD. On the other hand, Erech, which is the biblical form of Uruk, a Sumerian city on the Euphrates River in the ancient Mesopotamia. The historical importance of Erech goes way beyond the few times it was mentioned in Genesis 10 verse 10 as Nimrod's post-flood kingdom and later in Ezra 4 verses 9 as one of the cities and nations that were against Jerusalem during the reign of the Persian ruler Atarsis I. It was one of the greatest religious centers in Mesopotamia. It also played a role in the beginning of urbanization. It was the first major city in history. From that land, Nimrod expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehoboth-ir, 
color and resin resin is located between Nineveh and Kala all these combined to form the great city Mizraim the ancestor of the Egyptians became the father of Ludim Anamim Lehabim Naphtuhim Pathruhim and Kasluhim the ancestor of the Philistines and Kafturim Canaan became the father of Sidon or Sidon the firstborn the ancestor of the Sidonites Heth the ancestor of the Hittites and the Jebusites Amorites Girgashites Hivite Archites Syrite Arvadite Zemarite and Hamathites Later on, the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. Later on, the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. The territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon in the north to Gerar and Gaza in the south and in the east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim near Lasha. The four cities of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim were completely destroyed in Abraham's time. We all know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, how it was destroyed. Well, two other cities were destroyed with them, and they are Adma and Zeboim. And now the descendants of Shem. Shem became the father of all the children of Eber, including the Hebrews. The sons of Shem were Elam, Ashur, Arpakshad, Lud, Aram, the ancestor of the Syrians, Uz, Hul, Gethar, and Mash, also known as Meshek. Arpakshad was the father of Shela, and Shela was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons. One was Peleg, meaning division, because the people of the earth were divided in his days and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan. According to gotquestions.org, quote, Peleg's family history is noted once again following the Tower of Babel. The fact that Peleg is mentioned before and immediately after the account of the Tower of Babel helps clarify that this is the key event that divided the earth it seems the earth was not divided geologically but its people were divided into various language groups interestingly one final mention of peleg is found in the new testament in luke 3 verses 35 peleg is mentioned in the genealogy of jesus during the time of peleg God divided the earth with language. End quote. Joktan was the father of Almadad, Shelef, Hazarmaveth, Jera, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, also known as Ebal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havila, and Jobab. The territory they occupied extended from Mesha all the way to Sephar in the eastern mountains. 
These people descended from Noah's sons according to their descendants, clans, and nations. They were separated and spread on the earth after the flood. So I've heard people say that the three sons of Noah were black, white, and yellow. That seems so hilarious, really. The division of the earth was not racially. It wasn't like a division of race. It was actually a division of territory. It was geographical, not racial. All of Noah's sons were black. And it is a known fact that every race comes from the black race. You know, I never actually cared about the skin color of Noah's sons until I was researching for this episode. And then I found out that people actually think that the three sons of Noah were had, sorry, they had different skin colors. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is a lie. All of them were black. It was to really talk about race. All of them were black and it is a known fact it has been scientifically proven that every race comes from the black race so there is this k-drama i really like it's literally one of my favorite k-dramas of all time and it's one of the few shows that i am willing to watch all over again the name of the show is Vincenzo. The antagonists of the show are from a pharmaceutical company called Babel. Just like in Vincenzo, the people of Babel, the ones we're about to talk about right now, were up to no good. Now, the people spoke in one language and used the same vocabulary. Let me stop here and say that I think things would have been a bit easier if the world still spoke the same language. Because now, they're not just different languages, but in every language, or at least in almost every language, there are different dialects. You know it's the same language, but when you go to different places, you hear them speaking it differently. Every place or every region has like the way they speak the language it's crazy really and it came to pass the people journeyed or migrated eastward they found a plain in the land of shinar and they settled there they began saying to each other come let us make bricks and harden them with fire in clay to strengthen them In this region, bricks were used instead of stone and tar was used instead of motar. So they used brick instead of stone as building material and they used tar, bitumen, asphalt for motar in bonding building blocks. They said, come, let us build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens and let us make a famous name for ourselves 
so that we will not be scattered into separate groups and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth. When the Lord God made Adam and Eve, he told them to be fruitful and multiply and to fill the earth. He said it about five times from Genesis 1 to 9. Nine chapters, he said it about five times. It is considered to be the first commandment given by God. By building that tower, they wanted to stay together and not to scatter abroad on earth, which is contrary to the commandment of Yahweh. They disobeyed Yahweh. Babel was one of the chief cities in Nimrod's kingdom. Babel is the Hebrew form of the name Babylon. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Look, they are one unified people and they all have the same language. This is only the beginning of what they will do in rebellion against me. And now, no evil thing they imagine they can do will be impossible for them. When people are united, when people come together, they can do just about anything they want to do. Even the Bible says two heads are better than one. When people come together and work in unity, they can do both good things and evil things. Sometimes it is easier and better to do things with other people, but be very careful about the people you move with. Are they helping you grow closer to God or are they making you disobey and rebel against God? The Lord God said, Come, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go down and there confuse and mix up their language so they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the surface of the earth and they stopped building the city this is why the name of the city is called babel because the lord confused the language of the entire earth from that place the lord scattered them all over the world king nimrod wanted to make a name for himself so he convinced the people of babylon to build a great tower that would reach heaven God saw that the people were becoming prideful and decided to mix up their languages so that they could not understand each other. Pride is a really bad thing. It is not good to be proud. Pride comes before the fall. This also helps us understand where all the languages came from. They planned to disobey Yahweh and because of that, he caused confusion between them. We know that there is a chosen land of ancestry through which the Savior, Yeshua, would come to the earth. The chosen line is the line of Shem. Abraham was born through the line of Shem. Shem was a hundred years old when he became the father of Arpachshad, 
two years after the flood. Shem lived another 500 years. After Arpachshad was born and he had other sons and daughters. At the age of 35, Arpachshad became the father of Shelah. After the birth of Shelah, Arpachshad lived another 403 years and he had other sons and daughters. Shelah became the father of Eber at the age of 30. After the birth of Eber, Shelah had other sons and daughters. Eber was 34 when he became the father of Peleg. 330 years after the birth of Peleg, he also had other sons and daughters. Peleg became the father of Ru at the age of 30. Peleg lived 209 years after Ru was born and he had other sons and daughters. Ru was 32 when Serug was born. Ru lived 207 years after the birth of Serug and he had other sons and daughters. When Serug was 30, he became the father of Nahor. Serug lived another 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor was 29, he became the father of Terah. Nahor lived 119 years after the birth of Terah and he had other sons and daughters. Terah became the father of Abram. Nahor named after his grandfather and Haran the firstborn. Abram later chained to Abraham is mentioned first because of his importance and not because of his birth order. Haran was the firstborn. Now, the records of the descendants of Terah. Terah was the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Haran was the father of Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father, Terah, in the land he was born in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abram's hometown was Ur of the Chaldeans, which in present day would be southern Iraq. Between the years of 1922 to 1934, extensive archaeological excavations were carried out and because of that, a lot is known about Abram's background. The house of the average middle class person had from 10 to 20 rooms that measured about 40 to 50 feet. The lower floor was for the servants, the upper floor for the family. That's not all. There was a guest room or chamber and a lavatory or bathroom reserved for visitors and a private chapel. A school was found and what the students studied was shown by the clay tablets discovered. In the days of Abram, the students had similar reading, writing and arithmetic as today. They learned the multiplication and division tables and even worked on square and cube roots. A bill of lading of about 2040 BC about the era 
in which Abram is believed to have lived showed that the commerce of that time was very broad. It was very, very broad. The name Abraham was actually found on excavated clay tablets. We are made to believe that the people that lived before literally knew nothing. Like they were people living in tents and huts and building, living in like mud houses, knowing nothing. But the people of the Chaldeans were great astrologers. People back then were really intelligent and really smart. I mean, where where do you think we get a lot of our present knowledge from? Yes, we're more technologically advanced, but we we got it from somewhere. The Bible is also a book of history. Several archaeological excavations have been carried out and many things have been found and are still being found that prove the Bible. Abraham and Nahor took wives for themselves. They got married. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai, later called Sarah, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milka. Milka was the daughter of Haran, so she was Nahor's niece. She had a sibling named Iska. Sarai was barren. She did not have a child. Terah took Abram, his son, Lot, his grandson, and the son of Haran, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, and left Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed for Canaan. In other words, he planned to move to the land of Canaan. But when he came to the land of Haran, about 550 miles northwest of Ur, they settled there. Terah lived for 205 years and he died in the land of Haran. So we've come to the end of this episode. The last episode or the last story that we're going to tell, the last biblical story of 2022. I really wish I could have done more, but thank God for the ones I was able to upload. I hope you liked this episode and I hope you were able to see things in a different perspective. So wherever you are in the world, good morning good afternoon and good night oh before before i end this episode yeah um there is an army podcast is now available on podvine we are now also on instagram at raiseanarmy.podcast i would love to hear from you guys once again wherever you are in the world good morning good afternoon and good night God bless you, I love you, and Happy New Year!